My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning and good afternoon. Welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And today I have a guest that I'm quite surprised that I have a guest on. I'm, I'm welcoming Teresa Fortune. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you. And so, Teresa, I met, how many years ago did I meet you? Ten? Seven? Eight? Seven? Maybe yeah. eight. And Teresa reached out to me recently for potential coaching. And she shared with me a video that she made because Teresa is a, um, a maternal mental health advocate as well as a multidisciplinary artist. And when she shared her film, From the Ashes to Me, I wept. I was profoundly touched and I knew that I wanted to have a conversation with her and support her and share what she's doing in the world. So welcome. I'm just so thrilled to have you. Mm. I'm very, very grateful to be here. Really good to see you once again. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, the what inspired you to make that movie? It's a profound movie. And tell the listeners what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the reasons I, I reached out to you is because you were a beginning thought in the evolution of the work that I do. Um, you were the first person that made time to see me not just in my advocacy or desire to support women, but I felt very validated um, because you took me into your into your home, your heart and under your wings, and <laughs> you took me serious in regards to wanting to be in pursuit um, of business or any level of entrepreneurship. And so for me, I've always struggled with trying to package my purpose. I love service. Um, I really didn't know that I was going to be a storyteller, but I knew that I, I wanted to be in a position to inspire women um, because I was going through a massive breakdown as a young woman. And so in the midst of that transformation um, is when I decided that I needed to figure out, you know, what was going to be my legacy. And, I, and as a Black woman, oftentimes we feel like our names can't echo through, you know, mm -hmm. the world um, on this side of the soil. And so throughout my journey within my mental health struggle uh, through postpartum depression, um, the transition out of a, an 11 year relationship with my daughter's father, I was forced to look in the mirror. And when I did, I was so sad that I didn't recognize reflection and no idea who this woman was and so um i decided to document that journey through my mental health struggles as a way of as a way of therapy it was not i never intended on making a film it just the assignment came to me after i decided to embark on the journey to heal um so because i said yes to myself I then 
also put myself in a position um, to see the spiritual assignment that was associated to the pain. And so in short, I've documented my mental health journey for about 10 years now. And mm -hmm. I provide my footage um, along with some other artistic spins. You know, we've got a lot of cinematography and I'm reenacting um, my moment around contemplating suicide, which is the core of, of the conversation. Um, and so, yes, and now I, I have a film that is made to not only inspire people to hold on, um, but also so that our healthcare providers can take a look at where I fell, you know, through the cracks. You know, there was no care team to inquire about my physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual well-being. And I don't think that's acceptable after giving birth to such after being able to experience the miracle of giving birth, because oftentimes women that look like me don't have, um, we don't always make it off the table for a lot of different reasons. Um, so I'm a case study for healthcare right now so that I can go up against the um, systemic complications and the healthcare inequities when it comes to black and brown women um, birthing, all birthing people that struggle like I did. Hmm. Would you mind sharing the struggles that you went through? Obviously, when you said suicide, I could feel the the depth of what you must have gone through. Yeah, it's, you know, for me, it was a really deep, dark depression I'm smiling as I'm saying it, which may come as a surprise, but I, I like to say that my my perspective and, and compassion saved me. My perspective allowed me to create music out of the chaos and depression truly activated my soul. So without the privilege of going through so much I don't think I would understand the value of my joy or the anticipation of being able to experience it. Like I know if I'm on this side of the spectrum, I know there's got to be a polar opposite to this. It's got to be. And if I'm this deep into it, then there must be a high height to experience in love and in my joy. And, you know, in the moment in which I, I contemplated taking my life, I just felt like a failure. It's just like, there's no way that I'm going through at the time undiagnosed postpartum depression, which is my healthcare conversation. Uh, there's no reason as to why it should have gone undiagnosed after the amount of, you know, doctor's appointments I've had. The there's there's something within that system that is it wasn't designed to see me. And so going mm. oh. Yeah, that's heavy. I, I'm just sorry. Like my heart, I put my hand on my heart when you said that. A system that's not designed to see you. I am so sorry. So am I. I, I thank you. Thank you for seeing me in that statement. Um, and there is countless people, not just bodies, but people that are in their suffering because this a lot the system america i mean think about the fundamentals of this country 
if you think about the fundamentals of healthcare, you know, originally black and brown people were not even allowed to enroll to become a physician. Oh. You know, you think about Rockefeller Foundation that was, you know, financing all of healthcare. You know, I don't I don't really believe that healthcare is broken. I think it's doing what it was designed to do. Mm -hmm. um, but we're in the evolution of all. And I think that we're definitely moving in the right direction and we're confidently dismantling um, the original design. And it's, it's like healthcare is going through an open heart surgery and people like me that come in to tell the story and to, to hold on to the truth, my job is to restore the soul of healthcare because I think that's what it lacks. I, you know, what's striking me so much about um, you, Teresa, right now is, and, and I'm, I may say this, it may sound wrong, but I don't feel anger or rage right now when you're talking about it. I see like you, and, and it, what it's doing is I can hear your message so clearly. <laughs> and I don't know if that's conscious or not, but it just really is, it's, I, I have tears in my eyes. I, I forgive all, you know, it's too heavy for me to hold. Um, if I were to hold the weight and the magnitude of this problem, it would dismantle my soul. And my ancestors have done too much for me to revoke my joy. So my joy, my rest um, is a revolutionary experience that I must hold on to. And so I don't caution my optimism and I confidently lean into these conversations because I know that my pain was not a problem. It was, I was built for it, which is why I'm able to talk about it so calmly. Um, I don't take anything personal. I've been able to forgive myself um, which is the first step to learning how to forgive other people. I am not inadequate. I'm built for any and everything that I have access to and that is coming to me and that comes from me. Um, and so I live in that knowing I'm constantly becoming who I am and I feel really good about that. And I invite, I invite the spectrum. I just invite it. It's meant to be had. So there's some days where I'm still in a debilitating state of being and I don't I don't claim depression. I don't claim any low frequency as a constant state of existing. Um, but I do experience the the spectrum. There's some days where I'm, you know, happy and there's some days that I'm sad. And I'm conscious enough to know that in those moments I get to experience what it is to be a human. And the way that I experience myself is to come back by three layers and to just sit in the awareness of what's in front of me. But I'm not the emotion. I'm not the experience. I'm not the circumstance. I'm not even who you look at. I'm just, that is just a, a reflection of of the 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 fullness of of who I am. But um, and also, I'm I'm everywhere. I'm everything. And I really believe that. I do not, I don't really pray out. I pray in and up. Say more about that. That So I come from Aikido and my teacher would talk about the vertical line. Mm -hmm. 
versus horizontal, which is personal and vertical is my connection to the divine. And that's what it feels like you're talking about. Yeah, I'm this, I'm absolutely vertical. Um, I have moments where I'm, you know, more outwardly like living in the, in the, the circumference of it all, which can be painful. Um, but if I go up, it's just like, like imagine this, imagine yourself where you've got your legs kind of opened up and your arms are wide open, like the full span of your body and your head is up, your neck is upright, your spine is straight. And, and I, this is how I picture myself because I'm in a constant flow and it feels like water. It literally just feels like water is flushing through my body, but it feels like a circle that is just, it's a constant state of renewal. It's not like I'm even cycling like murky water. Every time it cycles back through, it just, it purifies me and it's, it's boundless and it it's a it's such a solid flow that there's no um valve big enough to cut it off and so essentially the way that i feel spiritually is i feel like i've learned how to to like breathe underwater <laughs> say more about i just love the i can feel it as you're talking <laughs> I can feel feel it and so say more about that yeah it's it's an intoxicating sensation um think of like you know life as a tsunami or the ocean it's got big 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 waves and you can position yourself to either be on top of the waves and you put in all the hard work to learn how to ride the waves or you can you can accept that you are the water mm -hmm. and that you get to experience the waves. So I do not allow myself to, to really get on top or aside or beneath anything. I am everything. Mm -hmm. so, so you get to experience all the sadness, the grief, the rage, the hurt, all yeah, of it. It's meant to be experienced, you know, and it's... It, I am a sum of every decision and reaction that I've ever made. Um, it's grace. You know, I've given myself enough grace to experience this experience. And I don't have to take everything personally. So can I ask you about grace? Grace is one of my favorite um, words of all time. Uh, and I'd like to understand from your point of view, what you see about grace. Grace is, it feels like my grandmother's hands. Very warm, very wise, very patient, soothing and um, time. Time is the companion to grace and wisdom is the mentor to grace. Um, and she, she keeps me calm. Grace is, you know, the personification of this elder, um, is a woman that will allow me to sit on her lap and ask her questions. And before the conversation begins, 
she opens up by saying, would you like for me to listen or are you looking for advice? And so this is how I get to know all of these beautiful virtues. I personify them as people so that I have someone to go to whenever I'm in need. So my inner community is really strong um, and all of my virtues are my mentors and they are all advised um, by my intuition and, and my ancestors that come before me and most of all God, which is the sum of all that is, was, and could ever be. And so Grace, um, Grace knows how to slow down the pace and to like enjoy, enjoy and relax and take a deeper breath and to have more compassion and empathy and to live in, in the humility of everything that we experience. Mm. So that's a little bit about this wonderful woman by the name of Grace. <laughs> so can I ask you, you've got, you've got my curious, I saw an octopus when you were talking because when you said your inner community, I can imagine most people would think about people outside of them, but what I really saw that you do is that you have these virtues that are inside of you and you've personified them. And I'm wondering what another one of your virtues is because I see forgiveness is one. Yeah, yeah, patience. Okay, so tell me about patience. Tell me about patience. Patience is, you know, she's sweet. <laughs> She's sweet and she smells like vanilla and lavender and a little bit of mint, just enough. Oof. Mm -hmm. um, and and patience is patience isn't really an elder. Patience is a young woman becoming and willing to to journey any journey. And patience relies on perspective. Without perspective, patience does not exist. Um, and without compassion and empathy, perspective is not valid. Um, is is compassion another one of your virtues that you've you've personified? Yeah, com compassion saved me in in the moments in my deepest darkest moments, actually. Um, in the moment in, in which I contemplated suicide, compassion came to the forefront because I couldn't, nothing else mattered but my child. And I thought about her and I thought about her father. And I felt as though if I were to do anything to harm myself, how would that affect other people? Most importantly, how would it affect her father? And it wasn't really Aaliyah. Aaliyah wasn't the only person that I considered because I knew that there was someone that was still going to have to raise her through that pain. And I can't expect anyone to raise her through like that level of despair if I put them in the same type of suffering. So I had enough compassion for her father in consideration for how this would impact him. And it made me reconsider because there was no way in the world that I was gonna take myself from her 
and shatter the soul of the only other person that she would have left. Because I feel um, when I'm listening to you, I feel this universal love mm -hmm. pouring out of every pore of your body. Mm -hmm. It's like um, the nectar of honey. Yes, indeed. Indeed, you know, in the moments in which I felt like I wasn't loved um, for whatever the reasoning, you know, my, I sought out to, to dis, to discover if, if I was lovable, which was like a lower, not lower frequency, but like a shallow pursuit. Mm -hmm. um, and I never, I never got the answers that I thought I wanted. So I let that go. And then I, I decided to um, to pursue the idea that I am love. Because if I am love, then that's more than enough. And I don't have to expect anyone to participate in that. Um, I don't have expectations of how people show up because I'm so fulfilled that any additional peace outside of me feels like a luxury. Even if it's inconvenient, it must be a lesson. You, you remind me of um, a beautiful uh, vase that is filled and then somebody comes in and, and gives you something more and it just overflows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I love to be, I'm very happy. It's not even that I'm happy. Happiness isn't sustainable to me. It's a the pursuit of happiness. That's not, that's definitely not the goal for me. Um, there's a contentment that I feel in you and a peace um, and an unwavering peace. Yes. yes. Even if you're water and like if you're being churned, that you're at peace in the churn. Mm -hmm. I'm the center of all. Yeah. I just, yeah. And that's, that's, so I just, I, I love, I'm safe in the awareness. That is what it is to be regulated for me. Being regulated isn't experiencing a constant high, which is happiness is a really high, high for me. And happiness can actually dysregulate me because it's so high. And so my goal is to find the medium of the experience and to stay there. I'm not trying to go high. I'm not really trying to go low, but I allow moments to come in so that I can experience the gifts that they have to offer. But I'm not trying to consume the identity of a moment. I'm not trying to say, I am constantly happy. No, I want to be constantly aware. Yeah, that's what I feel is that you are pure awareness. And I feel really successful because of that. I do. So now I'm, I'm in the harvest of it. I'm 36. And 
I feel retired. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel, I, I mean, there's so much more for me to learn and I'm so curious, which I love, love, love. Um, but for the most part, I, I, I just, I'm in the harvest of it all. Um, which means that I'm also comfortable with the seasons because every season there isn't a harvest to crop. So it's the watering, the rototilling of the soil. And so I just, you know, I feel like a, a, a gardener. But in this particular season of my life, I, I am experiencing the harvest of, of all of the seeds that have been given to me, planted inside of my womb, um, which feels, my womb feels like the soil, you know, that can receive and, and multiply whatever it gives back. Um, and my womb gives back to me daily. Any thought mm -hmm. that, that I have um, is like a seed um, that I get to plant and birth. So there's a lot of birthing going on right now, which is so funny. Our, our last conversations, I was like, I feel like I have five vaginas <laughs> because there's so much birthing going on. It's like, oh my God, I'm tired, but I'm very fulfilled. <laughs> your, your movie, where can people, we're coming to the end of our time, which I can't believe. I think I blinked and my, our time has come up, but where can people view their, your video if they um, want to see it? You can learn more about the film uh, by visiting fromtheashes.media. Uh, but okay. I'm in uh, distribution okay. negotiation right now. So, um, but if any of your viewers would like to see it, um, I would be more than happy to provide login credentials. Um, I typically don't let the film go. It yeah. has never set on a public platform because uh, it's really triggering. And it does, I, I believe it requires a conversation to follow after viewing it. So I'm very- okay. And if people want to learn more about you and hire you for speaking or see your art, how do they find you? And this will be all up on the links. Uh, yes, everything lives on fromtheashes.media. Okay, great. Teresa, this has been such an honor Likewise. to be with you. Likewise. So much love. Thank you. You're welcome.